0: everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm depressed, Robbie. I really thought maybe this season would be different. Maybe we would get some, some good ones and some okay ones. Not absolute mind-numbing dreck. I, I just... Oh boy. I tell you, Robbie, last night I was I was watching season two of Picard. And for those of you who have seen that series, you know, season two is... um Bad. I don't want to say lazy... But bad is is it's it's quite bad, yes. Uh, but then I watched this and I was like, you know what? I'll take bad. Bad is like nine steps up. I mean, this I guess,
0: I haven't tried that, but you know what? Maybe that will make me feel better about new the new track. <laughs> exactly. If I watched season twenty two of The Simpsons before season one of Picard was okay, it wasn't great, but season two is just lazy. Uh, see how we're already trying not to talk about this episode, um. Oh boy, this is a t- this is a test. If you really want to test yourself, like the the limits of your capability of The Simpsons, watch this episode. Oh boy, this is I don't know how low it's going to go, but I've <laughs> real low, uh, probably. Hi, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month, gain access to all of our bonus content for for five dollars a month, gain access to that much, much more. Uh, it's the best deal on podcasts. I can say it once, say it again. This week's episode is how munched is that birdie in the window? Uh, let's start with that title, dear God, what a horrible title! I'm gonna like g- expect gr- guys buckle up. There's gonna be grunt. W- like I don't want to talk. I this is like one of those where you're like, this is the, an episode that goes, why am I doing this? What am I doing with my life? Like why am I doing with th- like even like last week, so the week prior, they're bad. They're not. This uh, episode NABFO2, originally aired November 28th, 2010, written by Kevin Curran, directed by Mike Frank Pulcino, received a 5.1 rating with 9.4 million viewers. And you might say, that's a lot. And I'd say, football lead-in, NFL led directly into this episode, yeah. which is why the ratings were so high. Uh, the chalkboard gag, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is as good as a Charlie Brown Christmas. I... Uh,
2: n- I yeah. Well, no,
0: no, 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 no. I will not I'm not this is I mean, obviously, this is the chopper gag. So it means Bart said the opposite. Bart is correct in this instance. Uh, Charlie (laughs) Brown Thanksgiving. If you want to start talking about a great pumpkin in competition to Charlie Brown Christmas. All right, I'll hear you out charlie brown thanksgiving is a loser it is awful all right it's up there with like I, it's been with, a very long time since i saw it it's as like it's like as good as like christmas too, which like or whatever it's charlie brown christmas again or whatever the heck it's called christmas also to charlie brown boogaloo it's also terrible <laughs> a charlie brown christmas is great uh great pump uh, you know the, the halloween is also really good I the any the, is it Kerbopol's telling them that Thanksgiving is as good or Skinner whoever they're they're dead wrong. I'm gonna get that out there right now. This is the, like this episode starts with this stick in my crawl of like oh Charlie around Christmas. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like <laughs> and then it just gets worse. Um, the couch gag is extraordinarily long. It's a tr- it, it feels like a trio of horror bit. Like what is this? It's it like does.
1: it really does. Holy cow!
0: The family gets shrunk by Frank. And then get chased by Snowball Two into a mouse hole and then get stuck in a mouse trap. It feels like a rejected *Treasure of Horror* intro. Uh, it's long. This the we basically don't start the episode until almost two minutes in, like two minutes of like full extended intro with chocolate gag and extended couch gag. Obviously, they needed to fill time, and I understand because there's nothing in this episode. It's just nothing. It's just garbage. It's just like they threw up on you on this episode. Guest stars inexplicably. Dana Kirkpatrick as herself in a really honestly disconcerting and upsetting (sighs) dream sequence. We'll get to Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Marshall Wallace as Edna. I'll, I'll take any moments like a moment with Edna is a, is respite. We, we, rachel vise as as the as a psychiatrist dr thurston who sure why like why? like i like rachel Vise. she's great i don't know why she's in this episode i don't know why this character is in this episode honestly um and i guess like the greg Berger as various animals um Various animals. I huh? guess they couldn't get Frank. Frank Walker's too expensive at <laughs> this point. <for laughs> saying, where's Frank Walker to write all this? He's too expensive. That's the, that's the answer, Matt. He w- priced himself out of The Simpsons. They were just like, we'll get someone else. Uh, I, I'm, that is my guess. Because Frank Walker, that is what I've... From listening to many commentaries, Frank Walker is expensive. And uh, if I was Frank Walker, I'd also charge a lot of money for my services. If you're, well, yeah. if you're, if you're good at something, you never do it for free. Oh, boy. This episode... <laughs> oh there yeah about I'm gonna, that uh this episode is exhausting and not mind-numbing i've texted and matt baffling I, at, at how they get from one plot point to another it just bends reality somehow it does they don't care about it they don't care about Anything making sense. They don't care about scenes in between other scenes. They don't they have terrible cutaway gags, like the worst rejects from this from the from Family Guy They they inject it into The Simpsons. It is and like I I texted about I think that I said this episode gave me brain damage. It feels like this episode is just clubbing you over the head with a bat. For the entirety of it, I it is, and it's there's just so many inexplicable things. Why would you include them in this episode? Tonal inconsistency, tonal roller coasters. No characters sound like people. There, there, there is never an ounce. Of, and for an episode that desperately wants you to care and wants you to feel things, all I want to do is turn it off from beginning to end. One hundred percent.
1: I every time something new. Happened this episode? I'm like, is it over yet? Is it over yet? Is it over yet?
0: This is mind numbing schlock. It's so bad. So we We haven't gotten to what happened in the episode. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, it barely matters, Matt. So I and I and I do. If you don't watch this episode, I want to be clear: everything me and Matt describe happens. Okay. We are not. We, if anything, are underselling the events of this episode. Okay. This feels like this is getting to the levels of like uh, like Bonfire of the Manatees, right? It's where you're like, I can't believe they did this. Where it's, you know, in, mo- in, man- in that episode where they just have montages of manatees vomiting. It feels like it's so insane that you they would put this in an episode of The Simpsons that you're like, I can't believe this. What is going on? Um, it, and it starts, I think, the beginning of the episode is the only part that's watchable. Uh, because it, it maintains a, some sort of semblance to, of reality. Yes, they hadn't gone completely off the rails yet. So you get about oh, five minutes of semblance of something that makes sense. Um, there is a scary thunderstorm outside. Uh, we start with the Flanders for some reason. Instead of just going to the Simpsons. Because again, filling time. We have to see the Flanders reactions of both Rod and Ton being terrified. And then Flanders talking about angels bowling. Which we get a, that a cutaway gag to heaven.
1: Oh, my God. As soon as it cut away to this, I'm like, oh, this episode's going to be bad. (laughs) Like, it's 30, 45 seconds of just angels playing bowling and having bad bowling jokes.
0: They literally like, oh, they heard the Simpsons writers heard, you know, it is a an idiom. Oh, it's angels bowling. And then they went, oh, what would an angel bowling alley look like? Oh, hook, hook, hook. It's like hacky. Like, it's just you get no right away. Hackiest writing in the world through and through. We finally cut back to The Simpsons, and it's Homer is telling them a scary story. And that even, like, again, it feeds right into that, like, uh, the, the intro, too, where it's like, this is like a Trails of Horror bit. This is like early Trails of Horror, basically. Because Homer is telling the kids a scary story, and it's way too scary. So, the bloody
2: hangman, his hair sticky with blood, skittered along the cobblestones, gunk dripping from his one good eye. Singing his evil land chanty. curse you, I'm after you. With my bloody noose, strong enough to hang Den Moose. curse you, it's just a story, but it's really true. Homer? <laughs> oh, no. Are you scaring those kids? No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The bloody hangman walks on his stubby bone feet through the plague-ridden streets of London. You said it was Boston. Did I? Anyway, the bloody hangman set to his gory work. Bodies piled up like those stackable plastic chairs. Like those chairs in the music room? Possibly. (laughs) 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 The hangman's here! (laughs) Kershaw, kershaw, my lies have come true! (laughs) Huh, it's a pigeon. Oh, the poor guy hurt his wing. Hey, there's a number on him. What is it? I bet it's a combination to a safe. Or, more likely, the phone number of the bird's owner.
1: <sighs> I know, Robbie, I know. Have you I, okay, man? Yeah, I'm going
0: to ask you a series of questions. Uh, have you seen Bart the Elephant? Bart gets an elephant. I have seen Bart, Bart the ge- Elephant. Bart gets yep, sure an elephant. Have. have you seen Bart the Mother?
1: I have seen Bart the Mother have seen... Bart
0: gets uh, takes care of birds. Have you seen uh, uh, Bart's dog gets an F? I have, actually, yes. Yeah. Have you seen the Kenine Mutiny? I have. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well then you you don't need all like those are the good versions of this episode because that's all they took those episodes and like put them in a blender and that awful like the awful like slurry is what they like throw at your in your face because that's all this is is like oh a pig- there's a pigeon and Bart needs to take care of it and then the dog gets here and we and the dog's misbehaving and you're just like okay like just because I like those episodes like I don't necessarily you can't do those any Bart and pet plots ever again. But maybe, like, watch those episodes before you do them and go, like, oh, those are better. We should try. We should try. Um, So they call the owner of this pigeon. It's Charles Bronson voice guy, who apparently doesn't care about his pigeon. He's just like, all right, I guess I'm never getting it back. Goodbye. Um They, the reason... And this is, like, I know why this exists in this episode, Matt. Why Lisa hates pigeons. I know why Lisa hates pigeons. Because they wanted Bart to take care of the pigeon. The plot says so is why Lisa hates pigeons. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Oh, Lisa hates pigeons? Okay, whatever. Like, you couldn't think of any other reason to have Bart take care of the pigeon? Uh, Because there is no B-plot to this, really, I guess. Um, Like, ostensibly, it's Lisa being scared of this pigeon, but it's not because it disappears, you know, 10 minutes in this episode. Um, So Bart has to take care of the pigeon because its wing is hurt, broken or something. We don't know. Um, And we get a pigeon care montage. this, This desperately wants to be Bart gets an elephant. Pigeon care montage.
1: Montage. Including,
0: like, the first disgusting, absolutely disgusting moment in this episode where Bart blends up worms and then marge just drinks it oh why why and it's one of those things where like this is a legitimate question man do you think the simpsons writers have never held a worm in their in their life
1: that's my best guess yes uh they did not grow up fishing they did not grow up digging in the dirt none of that they never touched any type
0: of ground uh until they got old we're like oh hey look dirt i because Anyone who has gone specifically gone fishing and used worms as bait, it is the most vile smell you'll ever smell in your life. And if you blended up a blender full of worms, Uh Uh it would be the most vile thing. And they show Marge drinking it the whole glass down and coming back for seconds. And I'm immediately like, what is this? what is this? The joke is she it tastes it doesn't taste bad enough and marge wants more. I'm like what is going on? What is this? High Mar- protein Robbie. She's
1: in workout gear obviously. She needs it.
0: Matt, there's they, I mean I know in 2010 they didn't have our protein technologies where they've managed to like infuse <laughs> whey and and animal proteins into like very quite protein technology. <laughs> very quite delicious like I have protein shakes for lunch all the time, and they're quite delicious. They're, they don't—they taste, taste better than worms. Like I don't know what like the level of like this nonsense is. So we get like it, this goes on forever, and you're like, okay. And I probably would be fine with this, man. I probably would be fine with this if it led to anything. But well, no, it, doesn't. it does. It doesn't. And it's like, this is just clearly manipulative, like, oh, make Bart care about this pigeon, so we have to care about the pigeon, care about Bart caring about the pigeon. I get it. It's, like, very simple. And, like, if if it was this led to something that wasn't just complete insanity, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? Um, the pigeon attaches itself to Bart, doesn't want to leave after the wing is healed. He takes it out to the woods, tries to get it to fly away, it comes back. Um, and eventually Bart caves and just takes it with him. Um, and then we get a, a, a incredibly lame joke. This is the, to cut off the first act. A joke about Nelson's mom running off with his birthday clown. Oh, God.
1: And, and on top of this, it comes back. This is the joke they bring back for some stupid reason. <sighs> we go to commercial. Six minutes to 20 seconds. Oh, why couldn't we have stayed there forever and I didn't have to talk about this? Sorry, man. Okay, so uh, we get a long series of jokes where Homer builds a pigeon coop that immediately falls over and is destroyed. Then Bart has to explain the pecking order. Get it? Pecking, because it's a bird uh, where Bart is at the top. Then it's the dog. Then it's the cat. Then it's the bird. Then it's Milhouse, because, of course, Milhouse is on the bottom, because, of course, he is. Well, he broke a toy, man yeah i know i know i don't don't care Um, that's the proper uh, that's the proper reaction uh, oh unfortunately true okay so next up we see the family sees a commercial for a world war ii documentary this goes on a long time This, this this goes on and on and on uh but eventually we get to it showing a carrier pigeon sending messages around And then we get this documentary somehow has footage of an old general, probably supposed to be Eisenhower, talking to a carrier pigeon and telling it how much he loves it. Okay, so now the pigeon is going to be a messenger pigeon. Carrier pigeons, passenger pigeons were actually, you know, uh, are extinct now thanks to lots of reasons, but, you know, mostly humans.
0: I I mean, Matt, again, fill in time. That's all, like, none of this matters. None of this matters. Like, if you really wanted to sell... A connection to bart it would be this this is just this is again lame jokes about a pigeon carrying messages around that's Mm -hmm. everything that's all this is sure
1: is uh but it's gonna keep getting worse uh because now we get a completely useless bit about why lisa is scared of pigeons
2: Mom, why am I so repulsed by pigeons? It doesn't make any sense. I'm a member of people for the ethical treatment of amoebas, the League of Women Vultures, the NAAC Porcupines, Kids for Squids, the ACL Unicorns, Glamnesty International, and, uh, well, those are the best ones. Sweetie, everyone has an animal they can't stand. Indiana Jones had snakes. The Grizzly Man had grizzlies. And, you know... I'm not crazy about opossums. Really? Mm, Those creepy little claws. Mm. Opossum! Mom, it's just Maggie. (gasps) Who's a possum? You're a possum! What's that? I'll tell you later.
1: (ophren) At the end there, somehow a possum has gotten into the house and is scratching at Marge's leg. Instead of doing what possums naturally do, which is run the hell away from you, I again, this is all there is of this. It never comes back. There's no no point. This is all just to say, hey, there's a reason Lisa isn't the one taking care of this bird. That's it. That's all there is to it. I Feel like
0: I could. You don't need if you're gonna. It doesn't. Li, like Lisa literally says the words, Matt. It doesn't make any sense. Here's a <gasps> and she's sh- right. And here's here's the writer shoehorning in these incredibly bad jokes about these animal organizations that are only about birds and them even acknowledging, Oh, those are the good ones. And you're like, no, they're not. There's not a good one there. There's nothing. I didn't, I, I, there was, this is, this episode has me, this is the anger I've been at one of these episodes in a long time. It's been, this is probably a calendar year since I've been this upset at an episode and 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 to be fair there's really no like openly offensive things in this it is just the stupidity of the episode makes me this upset uh like I oh
1: boy i know but i know i know so let's move on uh we see a very extended bit where bart uses uh ray the pigeon to prank Kerbopple uh when she's doing long division uh ray pops in with a message says who cares and then, of course, Krabappel says, oh, I won't get mad if I can use the pigeon, because that's how it works with teachers, right? They're just like, oh, yeah, if you screw up my class, I'm just going to not be mad as long as I can use this to get revenge on somebody. So, of course, she uses Ray, send a message to Skinner, telling him he's terrible and awful and how much she hates him, how she's happier that she's he's gone. Uh, for some reason, Chalmers is there while Skinner gets the message and says, oh, if you ever need anybody to take care of you, I'll be here. That's good. That's sweet. That's okay. Sure. It's immediately undercut by Ray coming in with a message that says,
0: hey, I'm doing it with Chalmers.
1: Yay. Fantastic. You took the one, like, genuinely
0: nice moment in your episode and just flush it out of the toilet. I mean, that's... Good job. That's every moment, Matt. Literally, every time in this moment, in this episode, where they have a heartfelt moment or something that approaches, like, tenderness and emotion, they immediately undercut it. They, They never... Let us have a moment of kindness or sweetness or or connection. Even with the with Bart and this pigeon, they never let it happen. Ever, they will refuse. They want to. They want to punish us. That is what is going on. Well, they do a very good job of it, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I they... mean, if you told me, Matt, if you told me <laughs> that they intentionally made this episode to punish their audience, I would believe you. I think that's more likely than them trying to make something good. Especially, look at this thing. So, okay, we're going to get to the worst part very soon. Not the stupidest
1: part, but the worst part. <laughs> so, uh, we next get more shenanigans with Ray, where Ray runs into Burns and tells him to get naked and dance ballet. For some reason, Burns does this. And just literally starts do- dancing ballet, doing a great job. Uh, after, like, 30 seconds... Okay, uh, also, outside, Homer, uh, Lenny, and Carl are watching. And they're like, I mean, aha, this is so funny, it's so sent hilarious. They
0: the pigeon... Why... Why? What this? What do they? They send a, they send a carrier pigeon to tell Burns to dance naked. Why? with that in his office of all things? What is going yeah. on? What is? How is this a joke? Explain to me, Matt. What is? Is this a? a like, do you, I need like comedy? Does like again? This feels like I have brain damage. Like they're just watching. Like what? What? I can't. I cannot. I know,
1: Robbie. I know. If 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 if. I didn't know any better. I would think I had brain damage too. Because you're right. This makes no he sense. He dances. He
0: dances naked in his office, Matt. Burns. Because was that bird, a joke? A bird flew in and told him and he does it. This feel like, what is this? What are you doing? I don't know, Robbie. Okay. I just Okay. Don't. Know. Okay. All right. Okay. Continuing on. Okay.
1: After this, partway through Burns's ballet dance, uh they close the curtains and Smithers comes in to help him. At this point Homer and uh carl are done with their joke but lenny wants to stay and watch all right let's be extra creepy good job lenny but now we get to the worst part
0: Uh, i'm not sure man i'm not sure this is the worst part it's the beginning of the worst part maybe uh it just just all right moving on i'm gonna play a clip and then we can (laughs) bang our
2: heads together afterwards in pain
0: okay hey Hey, homer
2: You ever think about racing that bird? You can race pigeons? Hey, if it moves, you can bet on it. What about the Detroit Lions? I know, i lay off Detroit. Them people is living in Mad Max times. But I was thinking you could enter this bird in the annual Springfield to Shelbyville Birdiderod. Hmm? Hmm, me, the patriarch of a bird racing dynasty.
0: Congratulations, Homer. Danica Patrick in my thoughts! That's right, Homer. I'm contractually obligated by my sponsors to appear in random fans' fantasies. Better not tell Marge about this. You brickyard
2: bimbo! Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ended that a little too soon. <laughs> oh. uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what they don't suspect is that I'm into this. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Hear that, boy? You're going to be a racing pigeon! <laughs> Oh, it's getting a little chilly. I better put a blanket on Ray. Whoa, Dad, help! Stupid dog, let go of that delicious bird! No! Come on out, birdie! Follow the sound of my voice, 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 voice! It's just as well. There's no such thing as a bird dinner It was just a trick to scam you out of your house. Good day.
1: There is so much about this that I cannot fathom. I mean, the, the whole Homer's fantasy thing makes zero sense. We, I, they had to shoehorn Danica Patrick in there, and then Homer gets beat up in his own fantasy. I... On top of that, you have Santa's little helper for no reason. Bart has had this bird for obviously weeks now, and all of a sudden the dog wants to eat it, and then they try and get the bird out and can't? Like, what?
0: Okay, one thing at a time. Yeah. The Homer, there is literally no, it's not funny. There's no joke here. Danica Patrick is here in Homer's fantasy. And then he gets beat up and then he enjoys getting beat up as a kink. That is the thing mm-hmm. that happens in this scene. I hate it. Yep. I hate it. You are correct. It, it is. Okay. Even, 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 even if you <laughs> need to in- for some reason you want to include this and think it's funny. Let's say the, the Simpsons writers also have suffered from brain damage and think this is inexplicably funny. If you yeah. want to include this quote unquote joke, I'm sneer quoting. I know you guys can't see me. I'm sneer quotes joke. If you want to include it, you don't include it literally right next to the scene where the bird we've been getting attached to for 10 minutes gets eaten by the dog it's like it is not hard this is not complex this is a very simple setup if you want this to actually land if this is the story you want to tell you don't start the scene with this awkward weird fancy homer and a race car driver you instead have sweetness you have a nice moment with bart and, and, and Bart reminiscing, thinking about how he's enjoyed taking care of this bird, how he's felt a relationship and a connection to it has made him a better person, anything. And then you have the bird mm-hmm. die. If you really want it to be a gut punch, you really want it to be affecting, that's what you do. But you don't have a stupid, weird, off-putting fantasy about Homer enjoying getting beat up by ladies. What is wrong with you? Okay, that's part one, Matt. That's part one. That's part one. That's part one. Now part two. Why is this about Sam's Little helper now?
1: Good question. Couldn't tell you. I don't. <sighs> I wish I knew. I wish I do. Because this, like, if it's supposed to be a Barton Sam's Little helper episode, fine. It's been a while since we had one of those. But do it at the beginning. Don't do it at the end of Act Two. Halfway through the episode. Over halfway,
0: Matt. There's like eight less than eight minutes left in this episode. And I mean, they waste so much time. Like, who cares at this point, Matt? Like, they don't care. They don't care about economy of words. They don't care about the scenes. Like, they w- you would cut. If you w- if I t- I would cut half of this episode probably more of things like of just the things that are not connected to the pigeon or says little helper like those are, that's your plot like you cut so much of this episode because it's like it's not funny it doesn't advance character it doesn't advance story those are the three things I've said it before y- y- that is what you're in a comedy comedy show you should have, you should be advancing story you should be advancing character or or making something have, telling a joke making the audience laugh and ideally you do all three at once that's really hard to do but i mean classic simpsons golden year simpsons did it all the time they managed to do all three at once all the time um there's most of this episode does none of those things at any time it's never funny there is no character the story happens uh it's it's not there's no development or, or or foundation for it it doesn't make any sense because why 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 intrus here with a seven to eight minutes to go in this episode oh the dog eats the bird we care about so much and there's no foreshadowing of this there's never a moment where sansal helper threatens to get close to the bird nothing it just spontaneously happens and it they undercut themselves with having the weird homer stuff right before it and now this is the story the bird's dead bird's gone like they and they literally have a joke sailor ah, helper eats the bird Matt, and then mm-hmm. farts out a feather
1: just oof. oh don't remind me
0: and it's just like what are you doing why are you telling me it trying to tell me a joke right now you want this to be affecting you want me to feel things your joke is your very bad joke does not meet like who are these people? Real? Do they have feelings? Do they? Do we care about them? No, we don't. Not at all. <sighs> but that's the end of Act Two. After that, we go to a commercial. Oh, great! I love it. Uh, luckily, both of my acts are very short. Um, we come back for twelve minutes and twenty nine seconds. We have a funeral foray. A little tiny funeral. They have a little tiny funeral. A little tiny tombstone, and uh, the boy. The boys are here. We have uh, was it Martin database nelson and millhouse singing in choir robes um bart's angry at the dog and again again it is the dumbest version of this plot I, I can't emphasize that enough like if you lay out the like the core parts of this you go, okay that makes a certain kind of sense but it is the dumbest dumbest way you can achieve these ends um the boys are bad at cheering up Bart. He's sad. He's angry at the dog. Um, this I cannot emphasize this stuff goes on forever. Um, the dog tries to, quote, unquote, apologize to Bart. I think that's the one thing this episode does well. It portrays Santa's Little Helper like a dog. Dogs don't know any better. That's fair. That's fair. And I think that's one of the things that the episode actually kind of gets right
1: is, oh, uh, Bart needs to understand that Santa's Little Helper didn't mean anything bad by this. If anything, this is a, a fault with how Santa's Little Helper was trained. But yeah, no,
0: they don't. That is, they don't care about that. The the episode treats Sansa Helper like it's a real thing, like it's a person, even though it writes Sansa Helper like it's a dog, which it is. You know, dogs don't understand the the concept of oh, I I shouldn't kill that thing. Someone cares about it. All they see is that's a prey animal. It doesn't matter if I kill it. That's what I'm supposed to do. Um, Bart's still very antagonistic to Sansa Helper which I get it. Bart's eight. And I think that's the, the like you understand it. You're like, oh, well, yeah, Bart would be upset at the dog. Um, Bart's eight. He's a boy. Bart's 10. He's a boy. Lisa's eight. Bart's 10. I'm losing my mind, Matt. Um, literally, I think I'm losing my mind. So, cause this, okay, this is the worst thing in this episode, Matt. That is what I'm actually going to say. You're saying that other scene was the worst thing. This is the worst thing of this episode. This weird, itchy and scratchy cartoon.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Oh my, I forgot about that. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, okay. Fair. This is the worst thing this episode. This is inexplicable and itchy and scratchy. I get like is ultra violent and grotesque on purpose. That's the whole point of it. It is a back when it started, it was a parody of Ren and Stippy, Of of the, of the way that cartoons were going, of, of making, like, make Looney Tunes, but make it even grosser, and then have the kids laugh at it and show, like, oh, this is what, what culture is, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's saying a lot of things. And then they're really entertaining. This juxtaposed with the way that Bart's treating the dog and the fact that Sales Will Helper is oblivious to all of this, this cartoon this weird Itchy and Scratchy cartoon is grotesque. It feels, literally feels like it came from hell. Like, it feels hellish. And it's it has, like, it has a dog we've never seen before. Like, it's not even Poochie. Like, if you brought in Poochie, you'd be like, okay, I get it, it's Poochie. But instead, it's like they did this weird thing where they pretended it's an Itchy and Scratchy from, like, I'm guessing the 30s or probably the 40s. I didn't. I didn't keep track of all the historical figures, which there are also historical figures in it. But I, I, they do like weird effects with it to make it appear like a very dated cartoon, but it's still in color. But it has this dog on trial, and then it gets killed in really grotesque ways. And it's this dog is not cartoonish like Itchy and Scratchy is. This dog looks realistic. It looks like, a, like I think it's a basset hound. I want to say something like that. It, a, a real dog, and it gets
1: horrifically abused.
0: Yeah. And it and it like you could say if it was Poochie, you'd be like, Oh, Poochie looks like Looney Tunes character, right? He looks like itchy he looks like Itchy and Scratchy mostly. Um, you know, and when you see Itchy or Scratchy you get a, a, a destroyed, you're just like, eh, whatever. They look so cartoonish, it's absurd. This looks like a real dog just getting killed. And it's awful. It is so upsetting. So there's multiple things in this just that are like primally upsetting, Matt. We're like, I can't. Like it, it makes your skin crawl. It's so awful. Speaking of making my skin crawl, we're gonna take about talk about the next scene. Um, here the uh Marge and Homer go talk to Skinner about Bart being sad.
1: Mister and Missus Simpson, Bart has been very sad lately.
0: We know,
2: and we're going to do something about it.
1: No, 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 no! Please don't do anything. Not only have his grades gone up, but the enthusiasm has gone out of his pranks. I mean, take a look at this. Hmm. (laughs) If anything, I was wondering if you could make him sadder.
2: How can you say a thing like that? Marge, listen to the man. He pays Bart's salary. No, he doesn't. Why can't you support my gibberish? I'd do it if you were stupid.
1: Marge, Homer, this marital discord is perfect, but please save it for home where
0: your
2: son could see it.
0: I just... I want, we? Do we have to finish this? We do, Matt. See, this is the we're going. We're going to get through it. We're almost done, honestly. Um, why is this scene? This is, here? I know it's all. That's what I'm saying, Matt. Why is this scene here? If this scene is ultimately about Bart coming to terms with the fact that his dog is a dog, learning about these, learning about that, why is there a scene here in the middle of it where Skinner's just delighting in the fact that Bart is sad? Like, it's just tw- it, like, that's what I'm saying when it's brutal, when it's punishing, it's trying to punish us. That is, this is this, this is all this scene does. It's not funny. There's nothing funny in this scene. It all exists is to make Skinner delight in a child suffering. And who is this for? We like the characters in this, in this are not, they're not real people. They don't exist. Margin Homer and Skinner. They're not real. We are real the only th- the only thing this scene affects is us we have to watch a scene that is inexplicable not necessary of just Skinner delighting in Bart's suffering and you're not what are we doing in in w- where we just saw a scene where Bart watched a, his pet bird get eaten by a dog like why like are you just torturing us is that all this like that's what this episode feels like Matt and I understand you why do we have to keep doing this yes this is what yeah, <laughs> that's why it's t- it's torture. I know it's I punishing know. us. Um, so and bad to worse, Matt. Like that's bad. This is the next scene is even more inexplicable. Um, they take Bart and sells the helper to a child pet psychiatrist, uh, which I guess is a thing. I, don't, I assume there's and people. they have pet psychiatrists. They have child psychiatrists. I just assume someone does both. Uh, or like you know a, a, a handles relationships between a child and pet. I'm sure they do exist. There's no way the Simpsons could afford them they would be way too expensive for this, for the, the, for the Simpsons to afford. Like, Oh, for sure. They, and they wouldn't be in Springfield spring. Like again, like who cares? They don't care about any of that. So, uh, we get some really bad Homer jokes in here. I, we'll just gloss right over it, but don't worry. It takes, they take up a lot of time. Uh, and it's, they're really bad where the, the episode makes a point to say, uh, no, Homer, we don't want to hear your jokes right now. And then we get them anyway. So that's cool. Um, and then we get basically this the, 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 the clip. I have a clip of the thing that takes us right up to the commercial where this is literally one of the, the worst doctor in the world. So Marge, what I understand from
2: our phone conversation is you have a very poor service provider. I bought it because Catherine Zeta-Jones told me to. What a fool I was.
0: Secondly, there's been a major breach of trust between Bart and Santa's little helper.
2: Well, he shouldn't kill birds. It's not right.
0: That is correct, according to human standards. But all a dog can do is follow his animal inclinations, right? I guess. So, Bart, as the one with the larger brain...
2: Nicely done, boy.
0: Maybe you can find it in your heart to forgive him.
2: See? He's a questionable character. He used to hang around racetracks, you know. Bart, could you wait outside?
0: it's not going to work you have to give the dog away are you sure as sure as i am that i'll be billing you for
2: that torn magazine oh that's pretty sure subscription rate right newsstand
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is just again mm. needlessly cruel mm-hmm they Very... After a scene, sing- how long was that? That that scene was less than a minute long, and it was. It felt like it took forever. It well, there you go, Matt. That's the, the 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 magic of season twenty two. Season twenty two Simpsons is that it it's twenty minutes, but it makes it feel like four hours. Um, they they end that with this doctor ha- having spent less than a minute with Bart and the dog together. Says, and hey, you need to give the dog away what What are you talking about if okay i'm gonna presuppose this man if this if this actually existed i'm pretty sure that they would say no you should probably get bart involved with Sansa little training you can this is the thing you can train away from the dog you just need to get keep get bart involved with it and help have bart become a part of the solution that's me as just a like relatively intelligent human recognizing what a dog is and what a child can do. And that's how you fix it. Or, you know, if the dog is destructive towards birds, you just keep it away from birds. It's not crazy. It's not, and it's not hard. Like there's not a lot of birds in like suburbia. Like they fly around. They're usually well away from dogs. Like my dog would chase birds, but the birds are much faster and they can fly. The dog can't. Um, but it, it, this this is the point we go to our final commercial. At Sixteen minutes and fifty seconds, Matt. And here, this is not an exaggeration, Matt, because you know I. My, this is a peek behind the curtain. As I'm watching the episode, I will uh, bring up my audio recording equipment, my my software, and I when I start playing the acts that I'm responsible for the clips for, I hit record, and then. When the act's over, I pause the the the, the episode, and then I p- hit stop recording. And then I have a big long clip that I cut my clips from, the ones I want to play. I pause the I pause the episode, and I spent about fifteen minutes just staring into darkness, like staring <laughs> into space. This is not an exaggeration. This is not hyperbole for the sake of entertainment. I literally took a fifteen minute break at the end of this act, going. This is when I texted you and I said, man, I think this episode, uh, I, 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 I don't think I can take it. Like it literally is just a test. Like I'm going to I like, there is never a moment in this episode where I wanted to watch it, which is ostensibly no, the a job. Single... Ostensibly the job of the Simpsons, right? <laughs> it's to make me want to watch the show. Right. <laughs> and I want to, I do want to make a fine point about this as well. Matt. at, a, I don't know, probably a ago at this point, but, uh, your, your wife sent me <laughs> a meme from some Simpsons Instagram page about uh, uh, about fans of the Simpsons, yet they the, the fans are the people who only watch up to season eight, and then everything after that, they've never seen or they complain about it endlessly. And I replied to her, I'm like, calling myself a fan might be inaccurate at this point. At this point, yeah. It, it, it's like, we have an enthusiast maybe, but a fan? Ooh, that's, that's a bit much. I'm gonna, it's... It's a, it's a. I'm an academic. I'm a scholar of The Simpsons, yeah. at least in season twenty two. Um, and that is why I, after fifteen minutes of of a break where I caught my breath, I paused the recording where I had lots of dead air because I compl- I forgot to pause it, and then I went and wa- and finished the episode. And I'm it's a good thing I took those fifteen minutes because if I hadn't, I might have thrown uh, my desk out the window.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it's gonna get stupider. Take us home, man. Okay. So from here, the family decides that they're sending Santa's Little Helper to a farm upstate. But no, really, they're sending him to a farm upstate. Uh, we get a surprisingly logged diversion version about how that means that all the other pets, Homer goes down a long list of what they actually did with them, most of whom are in the backyard or thrown away. Ha ha, get it. Uh, but the place they get to is an ostrich farm. And apparently Santa's Little Helper is going to help the lady who runs the place uh, do ostrich stuff. So Bart says goodbye to Sansel Helper.
2: Bart, sweetie, would you like to say goodbye? Well, boy, I guess this is it. We've shared a lot of great memories, like the time we got our picture in the paper with the caption, Who's walking who? I mailed them the answer, but they never printed it. (laughs) But it's not my fault you're leaving. It's yours. Because you should never, ever kill a bird. Ever. I'd like a moment to myself.
1: So yes, Bart is still Madison's little helper, uh, which you know I get. I the, the worst part is I understand this. Like it, it's hard when an animal does something you really don't like and that results in the death of another animal, and think, like, oh, you know, obviously the animal is just doing what animals do, but you can't help but feel bad about that and and to not like them. That's the worst part of this episode. Is I understand where they were going to go with this, but they just went about it in the
0: stupidest way possible. It, it, the, pro- the here. Speaking it, of the stupidest way. Possible, oh, here, Matt. This is, I'll just say one simple thing. If this is the plot they want to do, right, the plot where Bart rescues a bird, grows attached to it, says little helper, uh, in a moment of, of, of oversight where they don't, you know, protect the bird or they aren't watching Sanslow helper, he kills and eats the bird and then Bart gets upset and the, the arc where Bart has to learn to love Sanslow helper again and forgive him, if that is the story they want to do, they are entirely unequipped to tell it in season 22. Yep. It is it is it is beyond their grasp. They cannot do it. It is clear. Like I don't know like it whatever you want to blame, they can't. And it is like this is like and I thought that whale episode was bad. Yeah. This is yeah, this, this, this is one... this is worse this is worse like this is a couple degrees worse. And it's the same kind of like, oh, we want to tell a heart-touching story with a kid and an animal. You're like, you can't. You're terrible. Stop. You just want to shake. I just Like I said, I just want to shake him. I just want to shake him. Stop. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to get
1: stupider. Mm -hmm. So, yep. At this point, we get Homer as a force of nature rather than an intelligent person who flips out his cell phone and starts to take a call. An ostrich steals the phone from him. Okay, this happens. You know, ostriches uh, do kind of thing like that. Again, wild animals. So Homer opens up the gate to the ostrich pen, leaves it open, because again, it's Homer. He's a complete nutter moron at this point, and starts to, you know, go attack the ostrich to get his cell phone back. Okay, sure. <sighs> the ostrich gets out of the pen and starts to attack Bart. So it's chasing him all over the place. Bart screams for help. But Santa's Little Helper doesn't help Bart, because despite the rest of the episode, it has finally gotten through to Santa's Little Helper that he's not supposed to hurt birds. Somehow, Santa's Little Helper is smart enough to understand, that, oh, this big thing is a bird. It's not like any other bird that he has ever seen, but somehow he understands it's a bird. At least that's what they want you to think. I just think that ostriches are huge and scary, so I think Santa's Little Helper wants nothing to do with this freaking ostrich,
0: okay? I, 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 it, there's just so many layers of idiocy here where, like, it doesn't make any, like, none of this makes any sense. Like, what's called, like, he, he's a dog. He want you can't use the word bird. It doesn't mean anything that it, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think you have to be a genius to know what to understand that. I don't think you have to be a genius for, to for, like, why would you wait? Like, this is how you get there an ostrich apparently yeah. an ostrich Matt an ostrich
1: why I wish I could tell you Robbie, because I have no clue no clue what's oh. there's so many question marks in our notes for this episode <laughs> where mostly me was like what in the hell is going on here
0: you did all the heavy lifting bro. I didn't have to add a lot of question marks I think you had an adequate amount of question marks so I didn't really need to type in. Uh, but the episode somehow gets more inexplic-
1: inexplicable from here. Because at this point, Santa's little helper has refused to help Bart. So Bart chokes out an ostrich with his bearing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's, it's so crazy.
2: It a fever dream. <laughs> Bart is
0: 10 years old. He literally has. Both hands are on the ostrich's neck, and the ostrich slowly passes. It just, and they act like it's dead. I think they—they, they, I mean, like and we find out later this ostrich is they not think dead, that it's dead, but they think it's dead. They think Bart has murdered an ostrich, and there's just so many things like <laughs> this really, is like, so what? this is an episode ostensibly that's about Bart forgiving his dog for killing another pet of his, right? You could make it any uh-huh. kind of... You can make it any kind of pet. It could have been a gerbil or a cat or whatever. Like any small animal that you keep a, another small pet that a dog would see as prey. And he, okay, that's a story. But why does it end with Bart murdering an ostrich? It is just the craziest thing. And I don't know how the Simpsons, the creative team, doesn't understand that this heartfelt moment you're trying to deliver doesn't work when you have a, this absurdity this uh, Bart's killing an ostrich. <laughs> an ostrich he kills an <laughs> ostrich
1: and the funniest part the funniest part of this all is somehow this leads to bart forgiving situs to hope taking it back why how does
2: this lead to that
1: does he understand now how oh it as it'll help You felt threatened by the bird. And that's
0: <laughs> Bart Bart now understands that it's fun to kill birds, Matt. That's actually what happened. Like, that's the only way you could explain it. Killed, Bart's like, oh, yeah, we live in a harsh world. You got to kill birds sometimes. Although to be fair, from what I understand, that is the way to stop an ostrich. If it's if you desperately if it really is dangerously attacking you to grab its neck, it really is the actual way to stop it. I wouldn't say you it's murder really it the most though. Vulnerable part, but yeah, don't don't choke it to death like Bart ostensibly does. I mean,
1: ostriches are pretty tough. If it's you or the ostrich, you know, go for the neck. But I usually, just you can find some way out. Get
0: put it like push it, push it away, and then get out of its pen or a, into a car. Get like yeah, they're yeah they're scary. They're they're basically dinosaurs. Like they're they, they are an ostrich and an emu. Like those, they're cassowaries. All those giant birds. They're basically just like dinosaurs. It, it, they're it's like facing down a velociraptor. Yeah, it really is.
1: So there's a little bit more. The family takes in as a little Helper back because obviously they understand how much fun it is to kill birds now. But the ostrich farmer gives them the quote dead unquote ostrich to take home with them and they're going to have ostrich burgers but then on the way home the ostrich wakes up attacks homer
0: and causes him to crash the car and that's where the episode (laughs) ends. he pun. the ostrich punches a hole through the roof with its foot like it's jurassic which i 100
1: believe an ostrich can do ostrich claws are not something
0: to mess with Like what are what are we watching? What is this? What is this? This isn't The Simpsons. This isn't The Simpsons. What are you doing to me?
1: I know. I know.
0: This This ten million people watch this episode. Ten million. (laughs) I cannot believe it. How do you with in good conscience? Matt, I like I am small potatoes author, okay? Small indie author. I get I like have anxiety about releasing my book cuz I want it to be good and I want people to to like it. I cannot believe the fact that there are Probably over a hundred at this point. I know I mean we've been covered. So when with the bad, really bad, like fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen was that's like seven seasons now, seven times twenty. That's almost a hundred and fifty episodes, and most of them are like this. And you're just like, do you not care? You just close your eyes and go, oh, send it out into the world. Something that's so abysmal that's mm-hmm. so terrible. Oh the AV Club gave us a B minus. It must have been fine. That really catches – like, I was talking about Matt with that before we started <laughs> recording. The AV Club gave this gave this episode a B-minus, and I don't – like, they must have been blind. They must have, like, been facing away from the screen when they watched it or something or been eating something really delicious and distracted them. This episode is awful. Um, that's it. That's the episode. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Do I have to ask Robbie? Is this episode one of the most hilariously broken
1: things ever? Or does it just should we just throw it in the trash?
2: No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea.
0: Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Ah. Here, Matt. We're gonna I'm gonna I'm doing I don't wanna do it, okay? This episode has made me very angry. Too much too mm-hmm. angry for what it is, okay? It's not healthy. For me to be this angry at a, a sh- an episode of The Simpsons from season 22 that aired over a decade ago that, you know, a handful of people are going to listen to this podcast and then move on with their lives. It's not healthy for me to get this angry. And I am ang- but I'm still angry. And I don't want to do this segment about this episode, but I'm going to as a proof. Okay. I just want we're going to do this because we can because you and I together could easily fix this episode. That's the thing. That's the thing about this, is you could say, one, they've done a lot of episodes where Bart bonds with an animal. It's an easy story to tell. Bart is that, you know, he's the bad boy, right? So having him bond with something that's really cute, it's an easy way in, right? Because there's a lot of people who maybe be, you know, prickly on the surface or, or, or troublesome or troubling or they get in trouble even, a, even a kids, but you show them a dog or a cute bird or something and they go, oh, no, I'm, I'll am i behave because I, I have empathy for this animal. And so it's an easy story to tell with Bart. And sure, they've done it many times. It doesn't mean you can't do it again. If you do it well, I don't care. You can tell the same, you're an episode nearly 500 now. You can, They can keep going. So I'm like, We're, we can discount they've done this before. Sure, they've done it before. They've done lots of different plots before. They can do them again. That's not a problem. It's not hard to do this. That's the reason why they've done it so many times. It's very simple. It's an easy thing. You're like, oh, we needed this many episodes. What what's the kind of episode we can write? And it's not that hard, at least to hit the character beats, right? And it's yeah, okay. Bart nurses a bird back to health. It could be a pigeon. That's fine. Maybe you can even connect the dots a little bit more and make pigeons are like this common animal. And Bart kind of connects with it because it's not fancy. It's not a parrot. It's not a it's not a, a cockatoo or something, right? It's a very plain looking bird bart nurses it back to health bonds with it you and you want to do the same plot Sam's i helper her kills the bird and the 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 real story of the episode is not the bird The real story of the episode is bart learning to forgive his dog um that's easy really easy mm-hmm like, it's, it writes itself, literally. Like, that's a part of the reason I get so frustrated. It's like, this stuff writes itself. It's so easy to do. The jokes don't write themselves. But if you get the plot structure down, the scaffolding, the skeleton, you then hang the jokes on it, right? You then spend most of your time writing the jokes that fit around the scaffolding, that fit around the skeleton. And the, the plot is, is like, they got some of it inexplicably, but they just they they they're completely tone deaf and they undercut any moment where they establish emotion and connection they just immediately dispel it and you're like, well no, you let let the audience sit in those moments you don't if you're gonna have a joke, you have jokes that reinforce the earnestness in the heart and the heart right you don't have jokes that dispel it and you would foreshadow sounds of helper being dangerous to the bird you make it a terrible accident you spend time with Bart learning to forgive his dog because Sansa Hopper can't help it. And how I think the hardest thing in this episode, at least for the story is you do have to have a scene. Like, I don't know. Like, it is just insane to me that like, maybe that's what, maybe that's what they face, Matt. Maybe that they went, you know what? The hardest thing is, it's going to have like a scene, a climactic uh, scene that kind of nails everything together right and they went like oh we need a scene that kind of hammers that emotion home to Bart I, I like I think about like mm-hmm. Bart's dog gets an F in that scene where Bart breaks down and he's like I I, why are you so stupid you, you need to understand or I'm, I'm gonna have to give you away and like they need a scene like that in this and I think you do that is well, but, you go ahead Matt I was going to say you just need the same thing, but
1: in reverse, like you need Bart going, I, I want to forgive you, but I can't because of what you've done. And it, maybe Bart does forgive him. Maybe Bart doesn't. I mean, it's, it's the Simpsons. So we're going to go right back to, you know, the status quo after this anyway. But, you know, it's, I, it's one of those things you need to scene like that.
0: I mean, I would say like, it, it is the thing about dogs is that, is that kind of simpleness about them that, that is so endearing about them. Right. And if you want, like, this isn't the thing that comes to mind, right? And you don't have to do this, but, hey, it's our episode now. That's what I'm going to do. I say, it's the yin and the yang of the dogs, right? And you show, oh, the Helper, yeah, he attacks a bird in it. and But I would say you do the opposite thing where you have Bart threatened by something, an animal of some sort, right? And the Helper saves him. Defends him and maybe gets a little bit hurt in the process, not anything bad, yeah. but maybe, you know, a a surface wound of some sort, you know, something that, but Sanzel Helper, the same thing that told Sanzel Helper to kill that bird is the same thing that got Sanzel Helper to defend Bart from whatever the attack was, some wild animal. Right? It could be uh, like, you could even, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a bird. It should not be an ostrich. I I cannot emphasize enough, it should not be an ostrich. It is so crazy and so absurd that it takes you out of any kind of emotional connection. It has to be something that could realistically happen. I mean, if you want, like, it could be another dog, even. It could just be a loose dog, a wild dog, a coyote, something, right? And that is believable. Sansla Helper jumps in. And saves Bart. I mean, even this episode at the end
1: with the ostrich, if Sanozalopar would have jumped in and then someone could have helped Bart realize, hey, it, the reason he jumped in to save you is the same reason he ate the bird. It's just his instincts. That would have been something.
0: No, it's we needed Bart to murder an ostrich, Matt, so that he could understand. With his understand, bare hands. He, with his bare hands, so we can understand the bloodlust that Sanozalopar has. It is so, <laughs> again, just saying out loud, like it ha- that happens in this episode, guys. I'm sure some most of you listening and not watch this episode. It happens. Please don't, please don't don't watch this episode unless you want to test yourself. All right, this should be like, um, uh, like in Dune, like the pain box, like that's what this episode. (laughs) Gobsmar. Yeah, exactly. Like you reach into this. That's like this is a test to see if you are like if you can reach the the pinnacle of of (laughs) a. nobility or whatever the hell happens in tune um that's it it's not hard the jokes are harder right we can't and i'm like and we can't do this on this podcast where we write a hundred jokes to fit into a 20 minute episode but ostensibly you they have all day to write jokes for an episode like you like in a like an eight-hour job and i know like i don't know maybe that's just me Matt, uh because i'm a very pragmatic writer where i go I don't, like, stare at a page and go, oh, no, I have to write today. I don't know what to do. I'm just like, no, you just break it. What do I need to write? Oh, some jokes? Okay, what's funny about the situation? What could be funny? Like, I don't know. It's I do not hard. I don't – okay. That's it for the Fix This episode. We will move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments in the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash the Simpsons show to leave their thoughts and review of an episode. I read them on the air back us at, support us at any level. You can leave your review for some Derek. I had seen this one before, I think not even a year ago. Sometimes I just go through the zombie seasons on Disney Plus and watch ones I'd never seen because I'm a wacko completionist. I remembered it as being bland, but could recall nothing at all about the episode itself. Always a good sign that's going to be a rip-roaring good time. And yep, it's a snoozer. People opine that Bart the Mother is a boring retreat of Mar- Marge be not proud. God only knows what they make of this. So, from the brief moments where I managed to break free of the com- comatose state, this was putting me in. I can say that this was dull, unfunny, and completely purposeless. When they did remember to insert humor, it was painful, especially that labored Nelson act break joke. Most egregious thing about this was the padding it was padded out the wazoo marge telling homer to look at the inkblot test to distract him then she proceeds to watch him with blank eyes and we all have to do the same complete time killing one of the most vapid outings yet Uh, from tim i think if it weren't for the last five minutes when it was deemed necessary that jerk homer made an appearance this would have had a chance for the top 200 yes the story has been told before do you think one set of questions will in fact come from bart the mother still it was nice to see bart have a positive relationship with an animal that doesn't normally get a lot of love did smile at the pigeon delivering messages, in particular with respect to the disturbingly complex love situation in of the elementary, but the ending, jeesh. That brings a below money, Bart, for my placement at number 297. Barely canon, and it could be fixed by extrapolating a bit more on the Bart-Pigeon relationship, and just excluding Homer. The Bart-Pigeon relationship. <laughs>
1: Uh, from, Honestly, I would have more of the will help her relationship. I, but,
0: that, you know. I, would, li- I would like uh, this episode to be fired out of a cannon into the sun, Matt. And I'm going to get my wish in about 15, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes maybe. Yeah. Um, from JJ, this feels even more like a first draft than usual. It has everything wrong with Zombie Simpsons. Lazy writing, recycled plot, done worse, poor pacing, awful characterization, unpleasant moments, and an unsatisfying ending. The extended intro, couch gag, and endless filler scenes say it all. There's so little of substance, and the actual conflict of Sansal Helper eating Bart's pigeon, when we finally get to it, is beyond stupid. You know what I never needed to see in The Simpsons? Bart strangling an ostrich to death. What's the lesson in this? Nothing makes sense, and I know this is a nitpick. When they're driving to the farm, there's the most obvious edit I've ever seen as the animation skips and Homer is suddenly facing the other way, which I'd overlook if this was good, but it's just another thing to show show they did not care at all. Awful episode. Yeah, continuity problems are never a problem if the, if the thing is good. Like Scorsese movies, right? He doesn't care. If you watch Scorsese, any Scorsese movie, like Goodfellas is, is guilty of it, uh, the, any newer, like, the, the part, like, any newer Scorsese movie and the, and the classics, there he doesn't care about continuity. There's, mo- there's if you look between, you can see, like, the seams of where, oh, there's a cup in the background that wasn't there before. They're, they're looking different directions. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter because he doesn't care because ultimately everything works around it and you don't notice that stuff because the thing's so good. But when it's bad and you do that anyway, it just looks amateurish. It looks like, again, this is, the Simpsons. It's on Fox. It's on ten million people watch this. Finally, from Dara, one laugh at Bye Bye Birdie. That's it. And in a horrid, itchy, and scratchy episode, I'd rather rewatch the really boring Halloween episode. Seventh best episode of season twenty-two, firmly at the bottom. I agree. Yep, one hundred percent. I didn't. I did not laugh at Bye Bye Birdie. Um, that's it. Thank y'all for. I don't. You true are troopers this week. That's this episode is testing. Uh, We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. (gasps) Yellow. KBBL
2: is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite gag involving Mr. Burns? Tons and tons of great answers. Matt, take it away.
1: All right. First up uh, from Matthew, Mr. Burns, I bring you love. Lenny, it's bringing love to let it get away. Carl, break its legs. (laughs) That is what happens when someone tries to bring humanity love. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from J.J., Mr. Burns, have the Rolling Stones killed, Smithers. But sir, do as I say! Quality. Uh, from Bradley, those paramedics have sticky fingers. Or family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay. You don't want to be sitting in some phony, blony church or synagogue. If you want to succeed in business, obviously. Uh, From Dara, Mr. Burns, you know, Smithers, I think I'll donate a million dollars to the local orphanage when pigs fly. Pig flies, by the way. Smithers, will you be donating that million dollars now, sir? No, no, I'd still prefer not. Uh, From Matt, whoa, whoa, slow down there, maestro. There's a new Mexico? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: From Everett, it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You stupid monkey. Uh, From Tushin, Mr. Burns, we'll take the spruce moose. Hop in. Smithers, but sir, it's just a mutt. I said, hop in. Mr. Burns cocking the gun, of course. <gasps> from Aaron, I spent the last few days trying to come up with something better than the cube exchange during home with the Smithers, but I can't. It's 15 of the funniest seconds in the history of the show. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about the cube. Crap. Okay. um, Might have to change my answer uh, from Tim. Is it about uh, my Lots cube? of good ones, of course. <laughs> but asking Smithers to the Rolling Stones killed after a vulgar happy birthday performance by the Ramones tickles my fancy for some reason uh from derek the smithers and burns sitcom from rosebud the stifled delivery of yes with a little pause oh my god i mean how harry Sherry can take one word and make it one of the funniest line readings of all time i don't know but just goes to show what a talent he is <laughs> from about ripley wg what was i laughing about oh yes that crippled irishman uh from Matt, the andrew blog uh i'm a big fan of mr burns quiet annoyance before he sings the let's all go to the lobby song with a pack of anthropomorphic treats the humor of it being a condition of him getting to do this, his pre-movie pitch for a new air just tickles me. Ah, uh, for Matt Brave New, listen Spielberg go, Schindler and I are like peas in a pod. We're both factory owners, we both made shells for the Nazis, but mine worked, damn it! Not understanding what makes Schindler a hero and selling weapons has to be one of the most evil moments but still feels in character. Oh, well, here it is. For Matt, yes I would get. Here are your messages. You have 30 minutes to move your car. You have 10 minutes. Your car has been impounded. Your car has been crushed into a cube. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Ring, 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 ring. Yellow, Mr. Burns, office. Is it about my cube? <laughs> oh, God. I
2: forgot about the cube.
1: Oh. All right. Uh, From Matt and Noah K. Sutherland. Burns, Smithers, I'm home. Ha, 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 What? Already? Ha, 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 ha. Yes. Ha, ha, ha. Love this guy. Particularly the implication that Burns is evil enough to bury every TV channel in Springfield, but not evil enough to deny its citizens of quality programming. <laughs> The more you think about that part of the episode, the less it makes sense, but it's incredible. And finally from Brian, oh, and one more thing. You must find the jade monkey before the next full moon. Smith is, actually, sir, we already found the jade monkey. It was in your glove compartment. And the roadmaps and ice creamer, they were in there too, sir. Excellent. It's all falling into place. Robbie, what is yours?
0: Well, I'm, I guess I'm only slightly surprised that no one picked. This is so many options, right? Um, it's very simple. Catsup? <laughs> ketchup, fair. Ketchup, ketchup. I mean, honestly, the whole grocery scene. You know, he sees, he finds Count Chocula. Yeah, I guess this one looks a little bit like me. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it burns in, into normal everyday life. is just uh, brilliant. Uh, Matt, what's your answer? Uh, my answer is the uh,
1: family, uh, friends, uh, religion. Those are the things you must, uh, you know, get rid of. Uh, three demons you must slay baloney church or synagogue so when he says synagogue it gets me every time it's
0: a, it's just a little tiny thing it's just that little synagogue also the blurst of times i mean i say that all the time it's very good uh next week's question what's your favorite gag involving Sam's little helper that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, think about it. I have to think about it. I don't have an answer like right off the top of my head. I'm going to have to think about no,
1: that. No, I don't either. I'm going to think of good gags involving Sans that will help her there. They're not I coming mean, to mind.
0: There's, they're out there. You just have, if you just stop and think for like five seconds, Matt, you'll go, oh, right, that one. Um, post this question on our social media, Twitter, at Pod. You can email us at, at email at email.com. pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm losing my perspicacity. Uh, or uh, I post a question on our, our Patreon publicly, so you can answer it there if you want to. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is from Matt and I. Each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard. and Try and stump the other. I have a five-point lead so far this season, and we. Are, I gotta, I'm not letting up, man. I'm not going to apologize. All right. All right. We'll All's see. fair in love and trivia. That's what they say, right? Does that mean you'd like to go first today? Sure. Does that mean I ask first or you ask first? I think you ask first. Okay. I'll ask first then. Your easy question, Matt. In Bart's dog gets an F, which animal goes to obedience school? That would be Santa's little helper. That is correct. See? Nice and easy. You got that easy one, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Your easy question. What is the name of the ball? The dog, the ball, the dog that Bart orders from a catalog in the canine mutiny, uh, 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 Laddie. You are correct. Wow, yes, I can. There, well,
0: didn't I was just it? like, wait, like, I was just like, I'm just making sure. Like again, man, I cannot emphasize enough when I say this episode gave me brain damage. I am not <laughs> joking. I feel like it actually happened. Like it made me appreciably dumber. I mean, yeah, because you had to think about this, and your brain can't stop thinking about it. i It's a curse, really. Your meme question, Matt. Yeah. Where in, in Bart Starr Gets an F, where does Homer buy his big cookie? His big cookie. Uh, he goes to the
1: mall. He gets assassins. Hmm. What is it called? Oh, God, what is it? Oh, brain, brain. Why are you not bringing <sighs> Come on, Matt like the great american cookie company
0: well that's a real one uh, i have i have no idea <laughs> i mean that is a i mean i really want a cookie right now it is cookie colossus is the name of the store cookie colossus okay mm-hmm. okay all right your medium question what is the name of laddie's breeder laddie's breeder oh they like he they say it in the ad don't they Where like and mm-hmm. like they list all the things that laddie can do which are all impossible um I don't know, Matt. I have no, drawn a complete blank on this one. It is Major Jonas Fong, A-L-B-D-A. Oh yeah, there was I was not. There's not that was not gonna happen. All right, Matt. There are five generations of patches on the Bouvier family quilt before Sanslow Helper destroys it. What do those five individual patches portray?
1: Okay. One
0: is a doughboy being
1: shot. One is a tobacco leaf. One is the stock market crash. Oh God! Um, what are the other two? Um, I King Tobacco, Doy and Shot, stock market crash. Oh, and Mar just keep on trucking. Um, she doesn't know what it means now, and she didn't know then, but she sold it anyway.
0: What is the last one? I I don't know the last one, but I, I know those four. Um. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you one follow-up question. Okay. The Tobacco Leaf, what does it say next to the Tobacco Leaf? It says, King Tobacco. Okay. Why? I I, I mean, I, I know why. Uh, <laughs> the fifth and final one, Matt, is... Okay, well, actually, I have two, another follow-up question. So, I'm, I'm, you're slowly earning yourself more points, okay? Okay. On the Keep on Trucking patch, what does it say? What is it in? What is it in the middle of it? It says keep on trucking, but there's something in the middle that does not keep on trucking. Do you you know, remember what that is?
1: I want to say it's like a daisy or a flower or something, but I don't know. Is that your answer? That is my answer, yeah.
0: It is a yin-yang sign. Oh, of course. It says course. keep on trucking with a yin-yang sign in the middle. The fifth and final patch is a lady on a horse shooting a buffalo. Okay. I will give you two out of three points. Thank you, Robbie. I appreciate that. I, I mean, you th- right. that's pretty good. Four out of five. That's that's a hard I mean, four that's, out of five. It's you know. really hard. That's a really hard thing. All right. Yeah. All right. Your hard question: mm-hmm.
1: What gifts does Bart get for the family with his fraudulent credit card?
0: Hmm. God, I'm pretty sure I've asked you this question before, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I've asked you this question. And the problem is I b- b- don't really remember. I think I'm going to, I'm going to shoot from the hip. I'm going to say Marge gets like Eps, an Epsom salt bath or Homer gets, someone gets a foot massager, like a foot bath thing. I wonder if that's, is that Homer or is that Marge? Maybe that's Homer. and Homer gets the foot bath or does Homer get food. I want to say Homer gets food. Marge gets a foot bath. Homer gets some kind of food item, something really delicious that he loves. Um, sausages i'm gonna say homer gets sausages um maggie gets a toy of some sort i think that she's she's sucking on like a pacifier i figure what it is um lisa what does lisa get like a telescope i think i'll say a telescope for lisa and i forget if grandpa gets anything or not i'll say that i don't remember anything else so okay
1: uh well unfortunately you got none of them great excellent awesome <laughs> <laughs> sorry robbie all right uh so it, marge gets uh it's 15 pounds of it's not virginia's it's something smoked salmon um Lisa gets pet pills truckers choice for the college bound ah. and Homer gets a golf shirt with his corporate logo uh Marge also gets radio cookware at one point so I would have accepted that as well
0: where's my where's the foot bath come from I know that's in an episode somewhere
1: there is an episode where homer has a foot bath in the um um the in uh, his car for some reason. I think it's just one of those weird things where oh, he's making
0: muffins in the car and that kind of crap. Okay, so I don't remember know. A foot bath. I, I the salmon. I like I knew there was food and I think I misplaced the food to Homer when I. Okay, it was the salmon is to. That's a lot of smoked salmon though. My God, fifteen pounds. Yeah, a, yeah that's that would last all, a long you, you time. You need you need to freeze that. Um, it's gonna get slimy even if it's smoked. That's not gonna. Oh yeah. Yeah, you need to put that in the freezer. All right. You made up some ground today, man. I'm not happy about that. See, so this is what happens. Mm, sorry, Robbie. See, so this is what happens. I, I slip up just a little bit and you just claw your way back. You're like a you're like Jason. It's like a Friday the thirteenth movie. <laughs> sure, okay. When you're not you're not I don't I stop paying attention and then suddenly you're right behind me with a machete, seething with anger. And you're tall too, just like Jason. Bang, I mean, I wouldn't big, say I'm seething with anger,
1: but yeah, sure.
0: The rest You're not seething with anger, but you are big and scary. It's, it's only in Simpsons trivia terms. Matt in real life. Oh, in a, Simpsons trivia Matt is, trivia is not scary in real life. He's, I mean, he's big, but I'm not... I'm, I mean, I would be scared if Matt got angry, but I don't think I've ever actually seen Matt angry. No. I think the only time you've been angry in my presence, I think the only time I've seen you actually be angry, Matt, is when we were trying to figure out rules on some board game. And... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we argued back and forth for like forty-five minutes about it. Um and there was no answers online, so we didn't know what to do. Uh we can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is a part of the show where Matt and I ranked the episodes categorically, so watch them chronologically eventually compile a list of every episode ever every episode ever and how good they are. All right, let's scroll down. All right. So this is the worst episode of season twenty two. Easily. Oh,
1: by a long shot.
0: Yeah, full Monty um, was the was was our lowest. It's lower than that. Um, it's worse than Squirt in the Whale. I'm on record for that. Um, oh, for sure. So let's we'll, let's
1: let's compare it to a, a Robbie Staple. Is it worse than that '90s show? I would rather watch that '90s show more than this, but I know that '90s show holds a special horrible place
0: in your heart. See, Matt, the problem is as good like. People talk about the golden years, right? How great all those episodes are, and they should—they're all great. Mm -hmm. We love—we love them. We talked about them for many hours back, you know, years ago when I still had sanity. And they don't talk about is how bad the worst of the Simpsons is, because as strong as those episodes are at top, and trying to get to the best episode ever is was a a, you know tricky uh, situation. Getting to the bottom of this list is going to be tough as well because these episodes are so terrible. Um, because I'm like, I'm like, think you're like that '90s show. I'm like that '90s show is really bad. Um, Tennis the Menace, really bad. Three Gays of the Condo, really bad. Brawl in the Family. Dude, Where's My Ranch? It's a Mad 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 Marge. Like the Sweetest to Pooh. The Frying Game. Like all these are just miserable episodes i um, like the only thing I think the only thing that would get this episode pretty low on this is that it's this episode is there's no jokes in it. Just nothing. No, nothing. It, there's no
1: humor whatsoever. And not in the good way, not in the, Hey, this is a serious episode about a serious thing. And it's really hard to joke
0: about it. Kind of way. Like, no, they tried and failed miserably. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's real bad. Uh, in that, like the only way I could like see some of these episodes going above it is, Oh, they have a couple jokes, not a lot of jokes, but handfuls here and there you think this is better you think this is worse than that 90s show i would much rather watch that 90s show than this i mean i'm looking
1: at like uh, even it's a mad 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 marge i would probably rather watch than this like i'm looking down at somewhere on crook and ladder i think uh, just cause I remember that's the one where they become volunteer firefighters and just start stealing stuff and get mad at the person who doesn't steal. I, I, just, I and there's also a, he loves to fly and he does. I remember that one being completely humorless to the point where I'm just like, why is this even an episode or pretends to have a job and is sad? Like th- that's the kind of thing this is. I, I would put it somewhere around there. He
0: loves to fly and he does.
1: Yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't know exactly where. Cause I remember old Yeller belly is about Santa's little helper,
0: saving bart and then getting exposed as a coward and that's also awful i think that was worse than this one maybe it's not i don't know i'm trying to think of he loves to fly and he does. like i honestly don't remember like i feel like like again the cells the brain cells that retain any of this information are destroyed um it's just oh god it's just a murderous row down here just thinking about these episodes makes me upset um <laughs> right <sighs> l lo- like yeah, like I don't know. I the fry, I'm like I go back to the frying game. I think this is work. I think you're right, Matt. I think you're. I think th- th- old yellow belly. Okay, let's think about old yellow belly. Is this better or worse than old yellow belly? I that's think that's kind th- of my sticking point. I think right this now. is worse than old yellow belly. I think this is. I think it is. This stup- is stupider. This is stupider than Old Yellowbelly, and I... What hundred percent. There's a thing I think I, like, that I pinpoint about this one is that it has these, like, very manipulative emotional things where it's like, oh, uh, Bart is feeling bad about his bird, and you're like, well, there's nothing in it. You're just tr- trying to trick me, man. You're not... This is not real, and Old Yellowbelly at least doesn't try and do that. Old Yellowbelly is just stupid. You know, it, it's on the surface of just, like, this is dumb, and we're going to be... It's dumb. That's all it is. Um, he loves to fly and he does. I barely remember that episode, Matt. I don't think I, I remember. remember. It. Do, you, do you want to know what regarding Margie, the episode right
1: below that is? What is that? That is the episode where Marge gets amnesia
0: and has to read okay, that's, Homer. That's worse. That, that's worse. Regarding that's Margie worse. is that's worse. That's so much worse. That's worse than this. Okay. So he loves to fly and he does. This is where we have to decide. Um, Holy I remember the amnesia one, Matt. See, that's the thing. I remember, like, I don't, I can't tell you it's that episode title but i remember like watching it i remember the things that happen in it i'm reading he loves to fly and he does the wiki and that was in season 19 not that long ago and i'm trying yeah. i don't colby Kraus, stephen colbert life coach like that's a life coach. he has the, and he becomes homer becomes depressed and then where we find out that homer doesn't get he like tr- pretends to have a job right oh i don't
1: and he, then he charters a private jet and he gets her, him himself and Marge on it. And the pilot passes out from heroin.
0: Yeah. And Homer lands the plane. See, I don't like I don't this. Uh, uh, oh, now okay, I'm just trying to like, OK, he loves the fly. And he does. I think I, I just have to like sight unseen. I'm going to have to put it below. He loves to fly and he does. Like just yeah, like for yeah, for that for, right. like I, I don't remember much of he loves to fly he Does, but there's nothing also particularly cruel or terrible that s- sticks in my memory, and both yeah. the scenes where Homer talks about oh I like getting beat up by these women ugh, and then that awful itchy and scratchy cartoon that is just is genuinely upsetting. It feels like I'm watching like a like a like a. What's the name of that Ugh, terrible movie uh, with Willem Dafoe? Uh, I can't remember it anymore. But it's one that's just like, oh, we're just going to have graphic sex and awful gore just interspliced for no reason. No plot, no story. It's the it, like, that's what that, that itchy and scratchy cartoon feels like. It feels like just awful. Antichrist? That's the name of that movie. The movie's called Antichrist. God Almighty. I like extreme weird stuff, and I could not. Ugh. Um. That's what that James Scratchy cartoon feels like in the middle of a Simpsons episode. It is inexplicable, and that on that alone, I am putting it below. He loves to fly, and he does. I think that's where we go. Right above, regarding Margie, Yep, hey, that's fair. And yes, my emotion, like I don't know, it's hard, very hard in the moment to go like, oh, I, how much hate does this actually deserve? And at a certain point, when you are down here, they're all just a giant mass of, of awful. Like, yeah, this one's bad, and this one's bad for a different reason. This one's also bad for this other reason. And until you get to, like, the bottom 10, you know, uh, whatever. They're all terrible. Don't be too picky about it. And I'm trying not to be. Um, So that's a new number. 425 on our list. Number 232 in the post-Golden Years ranking. Um, Right below, he loves to fly. And he does right above regarding Margie. Uh, We're not done, though. Yeah, Matt, we're almost done, but we have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. That question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon?
2: The cannon, the cannon, the cannon, the cannon,
0: Fire the cannon. Fire the cannon! I heard a million times. We don't need to debate that. That's terrible. why um, will answer the same question about every episode on the list, working away from the top down. We're number now one forty two. Matt, flaming Moe's, a, uh, a stalwart of golden Golden Year Simpsons. Relatively simple episode, but of course it stays. Of course, everyone, uh, everyone loves a flaming Moe's. Just don't get the one at the theme park. Don't get the one at Universal. Okay? <laughs> pointless. Yes. Do not. There's occasionally you find bars out in the wild that will do Simpsons nights, and they will serve flaming Moe's. And they, usually they differ on the flavor and the whatever, but they at least light them on fire. And I feel like that is like if Universal is going to serve, like they serve Duff, and I'm like, okay, that I appreciate that, even though it's not very good beer. But if you're going to serve a flaming mo, go to the links to set it on fire. Yeah, I know it's unsafe. Whatever, I don't care. Don't do it then. Don't serve a flaming mo if you can't light it on fire. That's the whole point. Right? Right? Your your stupid little uh, uh, was it a. Uh, what do they put in the bottom? Like some nitrogen or something whatever, liquid nitrogen or something to make it bubble or gas smoke. It's not the same. Don't give me that. Refuse. Flame Mozos, great episode. Uh number one forty two on the list is in the canon. Next week's episode, Matt. The fight before Christmas. Oh God. This is Martha Stewart and Katy Perry. This is the episode oh, where Katie Perry appears live action. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Okay, sure. But it is a, again, this is an anthology, four different stories. Bart, Lisa, Marge, and Maggie telling Christmas stories, I think. Okay. Written that's by thing. written by Dan Castellaneda and his wife. Interesting. Okay. I've never seen this episode. I've seen the Katy Perry clip. I think I've seen that online. Uh, her with the, the Muppets, the Simpsons Muppets, but um, Simpsons puppets, I suppose. Not quite a muppet. It's not quite a muppet. Not not quite a puppet. All right. Um. That's next week. Watch along with us. Suffer with us. Probably. Uh. Uh. We appreciate you. If you're if you're still here. Um. You can find me online on at Robbie Dorman everywhere. RobbieDorman has links to everything I do. Buy my books. My newest novels, War and Humanity, sequel to War on Halloween. Uh. You can check out all my books. Follow me on. I'm on TikTok now. I'm on Instagram still. My name Robbie Dorman. Um go check out my new podcast cult video vault. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go do that. Uh, we're going to have a new episode next week, do an exorcist three. Another great, uh, forgot Jim. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him.
1: Uh, that is true. I spend all of my time taking care of kittens. And honestly, now these days just being paralyzed by cuteness, uh, there are times when I walk by the three of them piled on top of each other asleep and I can't do anything for ten minutes until I draw myself away. It's like one of those weird spheres in D and D that has to capture your attention. And when I'm home alone, no one's there to shake me and go, "Hey, are you okay?" I just am enraptured by the cuteness. You can enjoy this cuteness as well if you check out Kitten Turns on Instagram, K I T T I N T E R N S. But beware, have somebody nearby that can shake you out of a reverie because it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. But check out the adorableness and hopefully it'll make your day better and not just you know uh, capture
0: you forever. That might be the longest spiel you've ever done, Matt. <laughs> hey, are you, they're that cute. Fair enough, and I agree, and I support you, and the, the kittens, of course. Um, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Hey, guys, you